Welcome to another true crime podcast, a How Did We Get Here production. This is yet another podcast where two unhinged adults talk about the awful stories behind the most infamous killers, wild cults, and just about anything that'll make you ask, did I remember to lock the front door? This podcast will touch on a pretty wide range of gruesome topics and is not meant for children or the faint of heart. Listen at your own risk. Okay, we're live! Yay! Yeah! Hello, welcome to our podcast. Hello! Uh, my name's Nova. I'm Nani. Oh, yeah. And this is uh, just another true crime podcast. Well, it's another true crime podcast. <laughs> yeah. I keep adding the just when I write things down for it. It is just another one. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just another podcast. Just another true crime podcast. Exactly. There's... There's, like, so many. I listen to so many podcasts. You can never have too many crime podcasts, though, because there's always crime going on. So, like, we can spread out all the things. Yeah. As horrible as that sounds, like, there's enough crime to go around. <laughs> there, oh, no. There is enough crime to go around. I feel like that's a, like, that's great for people like us that enjoy <laughs> listening to crime, but also it's really bad for people that are experiencing the crime. <laughs> I'm just going to sip some more of my coffee because... <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you if you found this podcast, um, you probably also enjoy um, crime, which uh, that sounds so much worse than it should be. It's um, not that we enjoy it. We enjoy talking about it. I think it's the same as like enjoying drama. Yes. But that's what, without... Yes. Yeah. Like you don't want to be involved in the drama. It's just the details they get you. Like maybe... This is why most men are weak, because they can't handle true crime. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, women well, or, like, non-hetero men. Nine times out of ten, they are the ones doing the crime. Exactly. <laughs> That's why we like to hear about it. We're like, oh, when a man I, got in trouble? When I tell you that my favorite genre is female murderers. <laughs> Or female serial killers, I'm like, look, usually the man is the one who started it off. What? So... They do, just, do I have the story for you today? Then? I'm so excited for this story. Um, do you want? Do we want to start with like telling people since this is our first episode? Like, tell people a little bit about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Do first. Okay, I'm Nani. Um, I'm a tattoo apprentice. Um, I'm also a huge weeb. I love all my anime shit. So yeah, um, anime's my personality, as I've been told, and I've accepted who I am. So. And yeah, tattoo things, but other than that. And I have cats that own my life, so that's all I got. Sorry, my phone went off. I oh, should have silenced it, but didn't. Oh, oh well. That was the quietest little <laughs> ringtone. It said, I'm, I'm just going to be polite. Hello. Hello. Mine I'm... would be like the office of Brooklyn Nine-Nine or Brooklyn Nine -Nine going, -ni -ni, -ni -ni, <laughs> just like completely taking over. So rude. Does your phone ever go off in public and you're just, or like you're scrolling on like, Instagram or like something and then you click on the wrong thing and like the loudest sound starts yes. to happen. Yeah. Or I'll have an alarm go off when I'm not even near my phone. I'll be at the front like I'll be doing something and I'll leave my phone at the front and all of a sudden I just hear a loud alarm blaring and it's not <laughs> no. a regular alarm tone. I like I bought mm -hmm. little ringtones so like Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever and so that'll go off and I'm like oh my god it's like oh no I'm like why is the Brooklyn Nine-Nine opening like oh my god that's my phone I random times nine times out of ten my phone is off yeah and I also get auditory hallucinations so like I can't ever tell if it's a sound that is actually happening or like if I should be concerned 
It's valid. Am I hearing now? No. Yes. Yes, probably. And then you check it. Oh, okay. Sometimes it happens to me too. And I'm like, oh, my phone just went off. No. Okay. It's like, great. oh, oh, never mind. Okay. Now you introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Hi, I'm Nova. Uh, I uh, don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. That's like the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing you can know about Oh, me. I feel like we should say this. My pronouns are she, her, she, her, hers. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. My, my. Pronouns are they, them. I feel like as the non-binary person, I should have thought about that. <laughs> like, I was thinking I about don't. that. I was like, because what if someone, like, talks about it later on? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I It was just a thought that passed through my head. No, that's that's really smart. Please, please continue to... We support to, the queers. Yes. Mostly because we are them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is this demographic right here. Yeah, uh, the queers, we yeah. like to talk about true crime. I feel like, I wonder if there's like a statistic about like queer people or like AFAB people. Well, I mean, I, it's typically, it's like, <laughs> you gotta look up the statistic. Queer people, oh no. I feel like it should also be said, I'm very nervous. Like for someone who's done podcasts before. Why are you nervous? I don't, I don't know. Well, this is also the first time, well, not just like the second time, we've, like, we've hung out outside of That's true. a very specific. That's understandable. Okay, that is very understandable because, like, so we, so Nova and I met because my mentor has been tattooing Nova for years mm-hmm. and we just vibed and at first I was like, <laughs> they probably think I'm a fucking psycho because of all the stories I tell that are fucking bananas. As and it turns out, we're just both psychopaths. We're both, yeah, we're both insane. <laughs> I have, I got a actual, I got a good fun fact for next episode oh. that's absolutely horrifying that my sister told me and I was like, text me that. That's going <laughs> like, to be my fun fact. She was just horrified and I was like, oh my god, send me that. That's perfect. What does that oh, say no. about me? That you're nosy? <laughs> I think we're all a little nosy. Oh. <laughs> like, I need to know. Well, I, okay, I also have, we have, my other podcast um, is called Not For Educational Purposes. Uh, it's, the whole podcast is just being nosy and, like, wanting to be like, I need to know these things. Like, tell me some fun facts. Tell me the cool things, because yeah. that's what I want to know about. Well, I guess we should probably jump into the story. Probably. Um... I know I told you I was going to tell you about a very mysterious substance. Yes. Called Aquatafana. I I can't even remember how I was like trying to search. Someone <laughs> asked me about it and I kept trying to type it. It's definitely it just, like Google autocorrect thinks yes, it's spelled wrong. <laughs> yes. So I tried it and I was like, how the fuck do I do this? And then I was like, oh, because I was telling someone about, I didn't read about it, but like I looked for like the basic little description just so i could tell them i was like this is what the first episode is going to be about so it's about aquatafana but it's mostly about the creator yes. of aquatafana um so today i'm gonna tell you a little story about um one of the most notorious female assassins in the 16th and 17th century let's go baby yeah our story's gonna start off with uh, a wonderful lady named julio Tuf- julia tafana mm-hmm. she was believed to be born around like the 16th 1620-ish area um, in Palomero, Sicily. I also am dumb, so I can't say things correctly. Uh, I apologize. Don't look at my notes. I just want to see the word. (laughs) (laughs) I just saw words. They just just blurred together. I was trying to look for the Italian. Uh, Now that I realize, okay, yeah, yeah. I see where. (laughs) Good job, Nani. Good job. I say that to myself so many times a day. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's fine. So, yes, um, she was born in, Pol- Pol- yep, in Sicily. She was born in Sicily. Yes. <laughs> fun, fun, oh, Lord, I don't know what I'm trying to say, fun fact for, um, but we don't know much about her childhood. I tried to find stuff about yeah. her childhood, but there 
is not anything like it's just sort of and i wonder if it's because it's like yolden times yeah and like, they just didn't care about women they didn't care to write down women, the records of women they said, yeah. we don't fucking care she's not yeah. important no she becomes very important yes but uh not in the way that uh they just want to idolize her as a murderer <laughs> mm-hmm. instead of like oh well this is how her life started up so it is speculated that um her mom was uh name was uh tofana di amado mm-hmm. and like she had taken the first name as her like last name there was a thing about that i think it's on a note here somewhere uh i can't find it right now uh so but it was something about that um and that her mother had executed her dad like not executed but like had poisoned her dad somehow and like so he had died resulting in the mom's execution around 1633 ish oh shit um she was like 10 or 11 yeah we're gonna move past her childhood yeah. because you know I'm I'm sure she lived a happy, wonderful childhood way back in the olden times <laughs> as an AFAB person. Um, I mean, she was doing great. Maybe maybe her mom was up with the times or whatever because she was like, I don't need this man, and then she got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, she did the job. Yeah. So Julia was married early on um, and had a daughter. Uh, that I cannot pronounce. Giroloma. G-I-R-O-L-A-M-A. That is how it is spelled. We're not really sure how her marriage went, like Julia's marriage went, though for, through like my research and stuff. It, it, I can assume that like it didn't go well because it seems like most marriages did not go well oh, back then. Yeah. At least for for the for the feminine part of of the marriage. She was widowed early in her life, Julia yeah. was. Maybe she took after her mother in that way. Oh, maybe not. I didn't really find if she had killed him or not, but I could also pretend she had a loving happy marriage and then he yeah. just died because he died of natural bacteria because of bacteria <laughs> that he bacteria? may or may not have ingested oh. <laughs> oh no he ate a, a poisoned piece of pasta i don't know what they ate back in sicily back in the day i mean isn't sure. italy known for like pasta and pasta and bread yeah but i feel like in the countryside i feel like in the countryside they didn't eat as much pasta did they not i have no idea what okay is it ignorant to be like yes italy and pasta or is like are they actually it's... known I don't think it's, I mean, if someone gets salty about it, I'm going to be like, go touch some grass because we, I don't, why would we know this information about what they I mean, ate? I could have Googled it. <laughs> Look, I, I think, so from what I saw, they had a lot of soup. You can't go wrong and, with soup. Well, you'll see, you'll see further on in the story yes. where I got, they probably ate a lot of soup. Um, I feel like it was probably a lot of meat and potatoes. They did eat a lot, like, Europe, Western Europe did eat a lot of meat yeah they were oh. like they did eat a lot of meat back maybe in the day a lot of they had a lot meat of like, and potato lot. soup maybe potatoes maybe i mean i love a good good potato soup were we talking about potatoes or tomatoes i get those words confused all the time. Uh, <laughs> the sicilian food this is early 1700s yeah early early 17th century which is the same thing that you just said. it's it's just different Stuffed meals, spices not found in mainly grapes, figs, pomegranates, wheat, walnut, hazelnuts. Oh. So they were real regular. Yeah, they were just <laughs> regular ass people. No, I mean, because they're eating so many things with fiber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me you live off a diet of grapes and figs and you're just like, 
<laughs> You're not like on a schedule. No, no, it's just coming out. Uh, they would eat some pastas brought over by the Arabs, I believe. Oh, so like, because I know that Sicily and Italy and like the rest of Italy was kind of like the cultures are different. I had a little a little Sicilian boyfriend when I was in the sixth grade. And so for some reason, like I learned about the difference between Sicily and the rest of the Italians. Wait, is Sicily not in Italy? It or is, is it but completely- it's like, it is Italy, but it's not the mainland, I believe. I feel like I should, is it like how we, oh, Lord, this, I'm going to sound real stupid. Like Scotland and England are part of England, I but they're so. not. Like a commonwealth? Is that? Uh, I know that Canada is part of the commonwealth, or it was, or it is, and so is Australia, but like, I feel like that's different from. I'm just saying things that I know (laughs) or think I know. Okay, yeah, it's in the largest and most populous island in the Mediterranean Sea. Sicily is an autonomous region, while Italy is comprised of 20 different regions. So Sicily was, is, is its own country within a country. And so I'm guessing by that it's like they already had their own stuff and so it's not the same as like mainland Italy. Oh. I think that's what it's talking about. So they would probably be eating different things than what they would on the mainland of Italy. Sicily's an island? hmm Oh, okay. So probably. Oh, so then they probably eat a lot of fish. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's, yeah. Maybe that's probably so maybe they do. Maybe. I don't. Eat a lot of the only fish soup I would eat is clam chowder. Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> Liquid fish. Oh. I'm sorry. So, that was on an episode of Puppet History, and they were talking about it. And she's like, "Why do you like liquid fish?" And I was like, "No, I can never look at it the same." Not liquid fish. I mean, that's what some of my cat treats are. No, no the little treats. Like in the two the little two. Just watch the. It's like gogurt, but fish. <laughs> fish gogurt. Oh, oh no. Okay, we're let's let's we're get off on. topic. So okay. anyway, Sicily. so we're we're moving. How did we get here? After okay, because Julia's husband died. Okay, yes, yes, he did. <laughs> so after after Julia's husband died, somehow, uh, she and her daughter moved to Naples, mm-hmm. um, where she started uh, dabbling in uh, alchemy or. Poison. Poison. Yes, she she was very well known for being able to make fun substances or unfun substances, depending on what you were taking. She became widely known as like a friend to troubled women and with how women were treated in the 17th century. Like it's really easy to see why, Um, because when when she moved, she Julia saw that, you know, women were often forced into arranged marriages and like forced into marriages in general because there were very few options available to women. Like yeah. you were either you either had to like go into sex work. Yeah. You had to Which find a man to marry. Your parents were gonna marry you off or you had to become like widowed. There there are very, very few options for women back it's then. It's a lose lose situation back then. Yes. Uh women were often forced into uh like loveless, very abusive relationships like they would either start abusive or they turn abusive uh, i saw a, a source some that said um sometimes like the men would either beat their wives or end up prostituting them or they would just like find many many yes i know it's terrible i'm really sorry what the fuck <laughs> yeah that is awful it was, it was a bad time 
time. Uh, Julia saw that these things were happening and going on, um, and divorce was not something that was allowed at the time, particularly, like, women could not divorce their husbands. Thanks, Catholicism. Uh, yeah, because, you know, we, uh, men obviously are the only ones that can make decisions. Yeah. Um, so they were stuck. Yeah. Very much so stuck. So Julia saw these women, and I was like, she really, really wanted to help them. Like, I, she was like, I want to... I want to help these women. Yes. I want to, I want to, you know, get them out of these terrible situations. Like, you know, a, a Batman and Robin duo with her and her daughter. That's um, what we need. And she was like, how can I do that as a woman also in the 17th century? Yes. Great thing is she was already great in the kitchen, but not with food. <laughs> with poison. <laughs> okay, but now I just have this. <laughs> Now I have a visualization of like, Mom, what's for dinner? And she's like, sorry, baby, I'm making some poison tonight. You're going to have to go out and find something. Call DoorDash. Call DoorDash. Yo, DoorDash. <laughs> Would it just be like entryway haste? Entryway haste. <laughs> entryway haste. You're going to have to. Oh, crap. I don't know if I can. You're going to have to call it entryway haste. Or, what the fuck was that? <laughs> I, oh, man. Do, I tried to do an Italian accent that turned re- weirdly British, but, like, you get the gist. Like, what if she couldn't cook and she was just good at making poisons? I... Her food was so bad, it was poisonous. <laughs> oh, no. Well, maybe that's how her husband died. <laughs> accidentally poisoned him. Oh, I'm good at this. Says, oh, I'm bad at cooking, but I'm good at this thing. Oh, man, that would be a terrible way to find that out. That would be horrible. I mean, unless he was terrible, so then, you know. And then she's just testing out her shitty cooking on him. Yeah. So, there is one good fella in this story. Oh. Because she was able to recruit uh, a father of of a local Roman, a priest. Yes. She was able to recruit a father priest um, named, oh, Lord, I cannot pronounce any of these. A father. A father. Yep. Uh, there are too many G names. Uh, but she was able to recruit a Roman priest who supplied her with components to make these poisons. We love him. Yeah. How she got a priest to help with getting these supplies, I don't know. Because that definitely seems something. Seems like something that he would go, I gotta, I gotta pray about this. I need to think about this for a little bit. <laughs> let me let me ask ye old heavenly father. Hey, oh God. Yeah, because he, so he supplied her with things like arsenic, lead, and a little known plant called belladonna. Oh, yes. I love belladonna. Um, which she used to make a substance that she deemed aquatofana. This could be made in like like a powder form or a liquid form. Mm-hmm. Um, the so the three main ingredients: the belladonna plant has often crushed and used in pro- uh, prosthetics, no cosmetics, mm-hmm. and it was uh, used in like eye drops for women to like dilate their eyes and you know make it look big and starry, like they've got nothing going on in their brain because they're probably high out of their mind yeah so poison right in the eyeballs yep so this this was something that was already used in cosmetics in that day and age i do not recommend using belladonna in your cosmetics now i wouldn't recommend using belladonna in general please don't put it in your (laughs) eyes just don't just don't fuck with it Mm -hmm. and people soups don't do that (laughs) (laughs) so uh lead was also used at the time it was mixed with vinegar to uh as a skin whitening agent i hate that yeah um you know 
women women of all times have been forced into outrageous beauty standards yes. that were obviously dangerous to their health. Yeah, because we know Italians can get brown. Yep. So they're like, we want you to be pale. Obviously. I don't poison myself. Did you know that like in, in Asian countries, I, I feel like everywhere, not just Asian countries, mm-hmm. but like specifically there, there, there's still like skin whitening going on. Korea is really yeah, yeah, yeah. I It's oh, one of so gross. I don't understand. One of my kind of off topic, but kind of in the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's this one, uh, not safe for work ASMR that I was listening to. And like one of the things he says, oh, here, <laughs> wait, no, just wait, wait where I'm going. Wait where I'm going. Okay. <laughs> He says, your skin is so, uh, so pale and so, like, white, and me listening to this, like, but I'm brown. But yes, paleness is very much regarded over there, and so, like, they'll use umbrellas and stuff I don't... to, like, keep out of the sun. First of all, not safe for working tomorrow. It was not... What? It was one of my favorite anime voice actors. He does... It's not explicit, but it is sensual, and I was like... I listened to all 14 minutes of it, and at Chin, I was like, I'm so alone, but it was so good. But one of the things that he said that I thought was really funny was, your skin is so white, is like so pale and white, and I'm just looking down at myself like, uh, I mean, if you give me some time to hide in a closet for a few months. <laughs> oh no. Okay, second, I don't understand why paleness is what you would a strive, like strive for, a strive, strive for, because like, isn't that often like also associated with being sickly? Yes. Like sickly pale is words that usually go together. Sickly and pale, like, oh, your skin is like, I would be, if someone was like, oh my God, your skin is so pale. I'd be like, why the fuck are you pointing this out? You know how many people have done that to me? They're like, oh, I'm darker than you. I'm like, I will literally hit you with my car. <laughs> my best friend oh, did that. No. He came back from... Australia, and you know, they don't, they have like a whole new ozone layer, so it's super easy to burn out there. The first thing, I had not seen this man in like six months. The first thing this man says to me when we're hugging, he pulls back and says, I'm darker than you. I was like, I'm gonna beat your ass. Why is that the first? Because he wanted to fuck with me because he knew I would get salty. Oh, well, that would be why. Tanner, if you're listening to this, I'm calling your ass out right now. The first thing he said to me, I was like, you know how I feel. Why would you say this? I don't know oh, why no. whiteness is so highly regarded. I uh, be, I can tell you why. It's because white people want well, to be in charge. Well, that too. But like, because if, if, if one like quote unquote, I don't know, like type of person can use how they exist as then I'm better than you as yeah as like a way to hold something over somebody else that is the way to control them and women were so like desperate to be able to fit in there so that they could find a husband and stuff and so they're willing to like literally poison themselves with lead and vinegar which causes a chemical reaction like when you said lead and vinegar I went that does not sound like a good mix Mm because I think lead is soft yeah. So another source said they did it with arsenic, <gasps> but I like researched because I was like, that doesn't make sense because I know that lead was used in like a lot of like like plates so, and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, in like uh, cosmetics. So that's why I was like that. And then I did some more research and I was yeah. like, oh, it was probably more like lead and vinegar. I can't even imagine just putting that on your skin. Yep. That's disgusting. That's how like one of the like Queen Elizabeth died because of that as far as I remember. Yeah, like, her near the end of her life, her skin looked terrible because she kept putting that stuff on her face. So she would, like, any anyone that was painting pictures of her yeah. could not, like, paint exact pictures of her. They had to, like, make her look 
way she different. looks like a ghost. She looked like her skin was peeling off. Oh, yeah. It was a bad time. Anyway. What kind of horror movie is this? <laughs> Just like, oh, my queen, you look so good. Like the point, the point of this segment yes. is love who you are. Yeah. Um, Don't conform to the world's uh, society yeah. or standards on your skin color. Yeah. Be yourself. White people suck. And don't do things that would harm you. Yep. Please don't. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Your skin, don't do not do that to yourself. It's not your fault that your skin produces or underproduces melanin. Yes. And if you shame someone because of that, then I hope you get uh, crap. I need to think. I thought you said crabs. I was like, yes. <laughs> I hope you get crabs. <laughs> oh, no. I hope four of your tires, three of your tires go out. Yeah, something like mildly inconvenient. I hope you don't find the batteries in your smoke detector. Or I hope you don't find any or one of the batteries in your remote dies. I feel like a TV remote is going to be better than like a smoke detector. Because what happens if a fire happens? <laughs> I hope one of your windshield wipers breaks when you're driving. Oh, no. In the rain. Oh, no. If you're going to be a racist, I feel like it's warranted. I hope you get hit by a runaway tire. <laughs> no, no, no. This is funny because I got hit by a runaway tire two days ago. <laughs> not, not like I hit a tire. Like a tire fell off a car and flew at me. It flew at. That's. That is some final destination shit. We're so off topic, but we honestly, I hope if those people were in modern times, the people that were abusing their wives and shit back in the day, I hope they get hit with random flying tires. I think it's back in that time, it would be like a wooden wheel. I feel like that's so much worse. Mm -hmm. A wooden wheel, because that shit is solid. Yeah, but it's also not going as fast. Oh. Because the road was on, that person was at least going 60. Oh. Yeah. I mean, what if they get kicked by a horse? Yeah, get kicked by a horse. That sounds better. That's a lot of internal <laughs> damage. That's. It depends on where. Like, if they get, I hope they get kicked in, like, the knee, because then you're never going to, like, that knee is recover gone. from that. But also, you have to then live that way. Anyway, yes. okay, let's go and wish some violence <laughs> on people. Okay, so, back to Aquatafana. Yes. So a lot of the a lot of uh, the ingredients Julia was using in this poison was also used in cosmetics, yeah. which was by design. Additionally, she we don't have like a written record of all the ingredients um, that were in these, uh, so we only have like either word of mouth or things like that. Like we we know the basis of what was in it, but like yeah. she didn't ever write it down, or we didn't find any written. No one found any written record of it. Mostly like belladonna and arsenic. Um, and lead were probably the three things that were in it. Yeah, those are pretty yeah. potent. One of the reasons is because those were used in a lot of cosmetics, and she would disguise the poison in fancy bottles, like Ooh. little makeup bottles. So it would either be in like a little powder compact or like a little liquid bottle so that a woman could put it on their vanity. And if the ingredients were on there, they were already things that would have been in these makeup anyway. And men are dumb. So they would have they just been like, what is this? 
um, makeup product? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like, oh, my wife just got her makeup, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Well, and she, then she's like, <laughs> She just uses it to make her eyes all big and, and starry eyes. <laughs> she makes eyes. it to make her skin translucent and white. Like, no, like they didn't. Ghost. Did they bleach paper back then? I don't think so. The paper was probably the color of the paper you have next to us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the like, probably, like, hemp paper at that point still, wasn't it? I have no idea what the, how they made paper in Europe back in the day. I know that, like, the first print of the Bible was definitely made on, like, hemp paper. Oh. I know. I thought that was really cool. Anyway, she would give it to them in, like, little bottles, and they would be able to put it on their vanity and be like, what poison? No, no, no. It's just cosmetics. It's just to make me look, you know, conformed. And, like, like I've never seen the sun ever in my lifetime. The su- sunlight? I have a hell of vitamin D deficiency. Yeah. Um, so with the help of this father and Julia's daughter, um, they, became, they began the business of killing Bum, bum, bum. Julia's business spread usually by word of mouth. Uh, so, like, the people that she trusted uh, and she wanted to help. Sorry, my AC is coming on. She would help people that she knew and trusted, and then those people would have people that they knew and trusted, and they would send them to her. Um, and this worked for a pretty good amount of time, like, this vetting process. Like, she wouldn't just give it to you old rando off the street. I imagine, like, since she was good with, like, apothecary skills, mm-hmm. she was also, like, doing other... Like, I didn't find it, but I imagine she was also, like, supplying people with other things. Maybe she... No, no, no. I think she did actually have, like, a cosmetic business. She oh. was, like, actually selling cosmetics. Oh, okay. I so... do remember that. I think I remember that from Bailey Sarian. I love... I good. I love Bailey Sarian. She did an episode on this, and um, that's where I heard that from, is that she, she was selling makeup. I mean, that's really, I think that's really, it worked in her favor just because if most makeup was made with these poisonous materials that you couldn't taste and no one's going to think anything about it if, oh, well, if she's getting all this arsenic and lead and belladonna, like, she's making makeup and stuff, so, like, why would we... Why would we have to be suspicious of her? Yeah, there's no reason to be. She's just a she's just a woman. She's Doesn't helping other women. Yeah, she's uh, making them pretty. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's uh, she's saving their life. She's out here saving she's life. Saving, she's doing the real the Lord's she work. She's doing the Lord's work. <laughs> she woke up today. It's a great day to save lives, everyone. Grey's Anatomy reference. Yep. It's a beautiful day to save lives. That's what she said every day while someone was dying. So she didn't stop at just, like, supplying these women with this poison. Mm -hmm. She um, also coached them on how to act. Yeah. So, like, starting from how to dose the poison. Like, you want to do it in small doses over a a period of time. It usually takes, I think, about three or four doses before the husband or the the poisoner or the poisonee. The poison E would kick the bucket. Yes. Which uh, was great. Uh, the reason that she did that is because the poisons that were in, or what what Aquatafana was made of, caused a lot of similar symptoms for diseases that were happening at the time. Oh. So instead of, like, doing one big overdose, they would start to get, like, cramps and, like, have vomiting. And, like, so they would, they would, I don't know if it was, like consumption or like dysentery or whatever one of those those yield diseases but it would these uh poisons would mimic that something of that effect so that's why she was like you got to do it over a longer period of time um and then she would coach them of just like you need to be concerned and take care of them quote unquote when they're like sick and like act like you're worried and you know make sure that like if people ask you you're very concerned and when they do die you need to act like distraught like she would coach them on that like 
you've got to cry and you're like you've got to be really upset you can't be like yeah he's dead she's like a safe haven for these women and she's like okay mm-hmm. guys i understand like you're happy and stuff but also don't get too excited or they're gonna know something's up yeah because we all know like when we have like her all of us that like true crime um have heard of killers that have a life insurance policy on someone and like the day after they die they're just like okay so wear that check yeah like that's real suspicious yeah she's like you gotta wait like how devastated acting skills you guys she teaches an (laughs) acting oh my god she literally taught an acting class for them (laughs) she's like all right so i know that your husband's been beating you and I know that we're going to fix this, mm-hmm. but you have to pretend to be sad. I want to see your your best crying, concerned She's face. So, put some of that belladonna in your eyes. Let it fall down. Have some, have some crying. She's like, you want your makeup to be running down your eyes. Like, yep. dramatic. So she made quite a reputation to herself and had many, like, loyal people who she had helped escape abusive situations. Oh. And, like, I'm pretty sure, like... Gave them like quite a bit of quite a fat checks uh, after the husbands had died. So like I can imagine that a lot of people would be like on her side and be like, yeah, of course we're gonna protect this woman. She saved us from dying. Yeah. However, oh, no. not all good things last. Uh, no. We we know that this is a podcast about murder, and so that usually does not end happy nor does it start happy but that's the sad (laughs) thing about true crime is it usually doesn't have a happy ending very rarely but it's dramatic it's dramatic it's It's for the it's for it gets the people going despite julia's very very careful vetting process there was one woman who came to julia for help who would ultimately be her end julia had taken this woman given her the poison coached her on how to do all the things just like she had all the others and told her how to dose yeah. um, the aquatifana. So this woman goes home to her husband. Uh, she's cooking up food. She made some soup. You know, this is where we get to the soup. Yes. And so she was like making it and then she put some of the aquatifana in his soup because oftentimes it would be dosed in like soup or wine or things that it could dissolve into because it was tasteless, odorless. Yeah. Like, it was designed to be undetectable, which is how she got away with it for so long. So she made him his soup. Mm-hmm. They sat down. She was like, oh, how's your day, honey? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you know, fuck off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was like, okay. Um, okay. As he was about to, like, eat his soup, she became so overcome with guilt that she slapped it out of his hand. She didn't do that, but she did tell him not to eat it. She, like, begged. She probably did. <laughs> she, like, I like to imagine that she just went, no, don't eat that. But I can't imagine she actually, like, if if she's trying to kill him and Julia was like, yeah, I'll give you poison. Like, it had to be abusive. So, yeah. like, I can't imagine you would also be like, Meh. I See, I have two thoughts on that. So, on one hand, while I'm like, girl, what the hell are you doing? I'm also, like... Using my my brain and my degree and shit, and uh, she probably had, if he was abusive, then she probably trauma bonded to him, and so the Mm -hmm. guilt of watching him die, even if, like, because he takes care of her Mm -hmm. and stuff and all the emotional abuse and, like, her being financially, emotionally dependent on him... So if he dies, like, she's done for, and especially with, like, the stigma against widows back in the day. Yeah. But also, like, I don't want to kill him, because even if he beats the shit out of me and forces me to have these children, yeah. like, I love 
love him. Yeah. It's definitely, like, you don't want to blame her. But I am blaming her, too. You are killing a person. And, like, let's remember, Julia is helping these women kill people. (laughs) Damn, I keep forgetting about that. And also, it's like, we're all rooting for her. I am rooting for her. This woman begs her husband not to eat the poison soup. So, of course, this made him real suspicious. And he ended up beating his wife until she confessed uh, to what she had done. Girl, you should have just let him eat the fucking soup. Yeah. Um, so watch him slurp. Yeah. And just be like, well. he. She ended up giving up Julia's name and the information that she had. And with all of that, he went to the cops. Again. And, and they all went looking for Julia uh, because they were like, ah, now we know why all these, because I imagine like all these men were dropping like flies. They could have been like, oh, it's a sickness. Because like, they could have someone that- It's a plague. Knew- yes. It is a plague. Um, someone <laughs> that would have known her. They could have come up with like a reason why like all these men were getting sick and why the women weren't. Just because mm-hmm. like with the- um the black plague or something women that had cats were less likely to get the plague or die from it because their cats would get, kill the rats yeah or yeah. The, the fleas would go to the cats yeah. and so they were like witchcraft yeah, yeah. so it could have they legitimately could have been like oh these men are dying because of something that yeah. they're coming into contact with well i mean outside of you know poison back then people died of just about anything anyway that's like that's when you die yeah that's why like like I said, these the aquatopana mimicked a lot of like diseases that were happening at the time because they didn't have like, like vaccines and shit. It's not like they were like coughing up blood immediately. Yeah, it took them a dose or two. Yeah, just a few doses. Fun. Like a few, they got a few meals in. So Julia Tofana managed to escape and take sanctuary in a local church in Rome. That is until a rumor started circling around oh. that she had poisoned the local water supply. No! Yeah, um, which forced people, like, people decided, ah, uh, she's poisoned our water supply. And then they rioted and uh, stormed the church. To which then they arrested Julia Tofana and her daughter. Oh. Yeah. They underwent, uh, underwent, yes, torture. Oh my oh, god. Of course. Pretends to be shocked. <laughs> yeah. uh, like, ruthless, ruthless torture, in the, which caused Julia to confess to killing over 600 men throughout Rome and Naples oh. um, during, like, this, like, 1635 to 1650, around that time. Julia was ultimately executed in Rome in 1659, alongside her daughter and three of their employees. Jesus. Yeah. Um, about 40 lower-class women were also so executed mm-hmm. for poisoning their husbands, while uh, the majority of the upper class women that they were able to find that did this were put in jail or, you know, just went, oh, what do you mean? It was a poison? And just got off scot-free. Poison? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Because, you know, the, the wealthy never never pay for their consequences. Oh, never. Yeah. Um, never. You can get away with, you can get away with actual murder. Yeah. But. War it, crimes. War, with yeah. money. Yeah, uh, that's definitely not in for middle class people. Today. Y'all are on your own. <laughs> you yep. are the the root of our problems. Yep, yep. I don't know what happened to the father. I imagine he either played dumb or like he, he like went out with. Um, yeah, um, maybe he poisoned himself. Maybe to escape. He he took his out. <laughs> he said goodbye. Look, I have access to this. He took some of those eye drops. <laughs> 
the ballet was like, you know, so, I think I'm gonna, I have some eye problems. Let me just, oh no. So there are some accounts that she might not have been executed in like the 1600s and she like actually continued doing this well up into the early 1700s and like it it varies depending on where you look there are a handful of sources that are just like ah it was the mid 16th century but ah it was the uh, early 17th century there's even a story that i found i didn't write it down but there's a story i found of an artist a well-known artist i can't remember his name that he died under mysterious circumstances Mm -hmm. like well after she was executed and like Aqua Tofana is tied to his death somehow. It's it's really wild. That's the story of Giulio Tofana, one of the most prolific assassins in the late 16th, early 17th century. I know people died and all, but like I was rooting for her. <laughs> right? I was rooting for her. She was doing a service. Like the amount of like abuse and shit that women would go, th- that women and AFAB people have gone through that still go through today but Mm -hmm. even back then when you don't have access to the world like we do now Mm -hmm. and no birth control so you're literally just a breeding machine Mm -hmm. and you're expected to be on your husband hand and foot and if he doesn't like what you're doing he can beat your ass and stuff and so like she was literally an angel to them like saved them yeah i'm offering you and I don't think she would pressure them because, I mean, she also had, like, means of making money separately. So, like, she did this out yeah. of the goodness of her heart. I I definitely, from the research that I was doing, it didn't seem like she was necessarily advertising so much as, like, there were people that knew her. And so they'd come to her. And so she, she didn't need to, like, she didn't need to advertise. No, she didn't need to get her name out, like, purposely get her name out there. She was just like, oh, well, yeah. Like, um, I don't even know, like, how... I don't remember where did I find how she, like, made money off of that. Like, if she charged them. Which I imagine if they were, like, wealthy people, she'd be like, yeah, after you get uh, money from your husband's estate, after he dies, you can pay me. Like, that's how I would do it. Yeah. I'm not killing people, nor do I want to. Um, But I I imagine that's that's sort of how it went. Because, like, women didn't really have access to money. And if you did, like, ask your husband for money, he'd be like, what do you need it for? Yeah. I mean... He also could have given her money to go get makeup. I mean, that's true. That's true. Or, yeah, I have no idea. I'm I'm th- trying to think in the mindset of mm-hmm. someone in the, 1600- the 16th century. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so I do have a handful of sources that I did watch. I didn't, not recently, but I have watched uh, the Aqua Tafana episode from Bailey Sarian a handful of times uh, throughout the years. <laughs> um, uh, I also... Uh, looked at um the crime wire and all that's interesting.com mm-hmm. if y'all want to go look there for the stories they were very interesting this was fun this was a lot of fun i uh, i feel so horrible for those women but she but julia tefano really did a service for <laughs> she these women. did do a service she was she was doing the work that needed to be done she was doing the work like yeah and see like that's what made me think her mom also was definitely like Maybe her a mom wasn't her dad. Yeah. Because uh, I wonder where it could have started from. Like, what could have intrigued yeah, her why? interest in, like, going into makeup and stuff and, why like, knowing how to work with these? about poison? What is... I've noticed through, like, stories and stuff that, like, poison is the most elusive killer form of uh, death that women use for, like, killing men. Because, I mean, it's hard to... Most of the time, it's hard to over physically overpower a man. So using poison when they're vulnerable and they're eating, 
Because I sure know, well, I say I'm vulnerable when I'm eating. Um, I get a little feral when I eat. I eat at the speed of light. So I'd be like, can't catch me. Um, <laughs> no, I would definitely get God. I'd be like, you put poison in my food afterwards. I'd be like, shit, there's well, no throwing it up. I yeah. just finished this. It's fine. <laughs> but so, I feel like of all the ways to go, eating would not be that bad. It wouldn't be that bad. <laughs> like, at least you're doing something nice. At least I, I hope I don't throw up. Oh, yeah. That's... That's bad. That's yeah, a bad time. It is a bad time. Like, I spent this money on this food. I don't want to have it come back up. Yeah. It's disgusting. Throwing up is awful. <laughs> it's a bad time. What? <sighs> I, that woman, I understand, like, to an extent why that woman, like, betrayed her mm-hmm. and stuff. But then she also, like, hindered the lives of all of these other women that are trying to escape these abusive situations and i know it's just a yeah. constant state she was already in like a state of a horribly abused environment and so that's why she's like i can't like i have remorse on what i'm doing and then she probably was like i should have let him eat it after he like beat the shit out of yeah, her yeah that's the thing is like you have to have like like you already have regret from being like oh i'm gonna poison him but then like i can't imagine the extra regret as you're being like because like the only way that you could kill him was through like soup like you're not gonna stab him like (laughs) you're clearly she would not have stabbed him oh lord Uh, being being uh uh, a fat person back in the olden times sounds like a bad time a terrible time do you have any fun facts i don't have any fun i think i said all my fun facts the bible was made out of hemp oh yeah i do like that was good. I didn't know that. I do have a little... Do you have a fun fact? No, it's more like a little story. What's your little story? Uh, my sister, one time, she... She's <laughs> awful, but it's funny. Um, One time she was super high, and she didn't have... Or she wanted to get super high or something, and she didn't have... We didn't have a pipe or something, and so she used the page out of Leviticus. <laughs> and rolled one... <laughs> You rolled the holy joint. <laughs> she didn't roll the holy joint. <laughs> so when you said that, I thought of it. I was like, oh, that reminds me of when my sister did that. <laughs> oh, no. Look, I think it was the page talking about how, talking about a uh, man shall not lay with another man, which, by the way, was a translation added in the King James Version. <laughs> and the biblical context is completely fucking yeah out but still when you said that that's immediately what i thought of i was like uh they're telling they're giving a lot of information they're giving information right now i'm just gonna leave that yeah lay lay with whoever you would like consensually adults adults they have to be of consenting age yeah yeah don't don't be like these men and or else there's gonna be another aqua tafana <laughs> coming around <laughs> another aqua tafana that comes around no. you never fucking know oh, i don't know what men exclusively drink i don't know maybe I would say, like, pre-workout, but there are lots of women that take pre-workout, too. Pre-workout is insane. I've never taken it, but I have seen lots of people on it. I feel like Bud Light. Well, not right now. Don't, don't get sus, don't get suspicious of us. We're just, we're just talking. (laughs) We're just throwing ideas out here. Um, I don't have the drive to make something. That requires, like, visiting people and, like, talking to them. I've had, like this many people visit my house and i'd like to keep it that way i don't want many people coming to my house yeah no okay what well, do you have where can people follow you on the socials i have my insta my i have an instagram account i have to find i have i can't remember i have like three of them but i will give my maybe i should get my tattoo one yeah yeah so if you want to reach me at nani linda tattoo n-a-n-i-l-i-n-d-a underscore tattoo 
And yeah, you can see all my tattoo things yeah. that I'm working on. And where can we reach you, Nova? Oh, I'm uh, Flickerspark underscore. I think that's the only place right now. I had, I have a TikTok. I don't know if I'm going to be back there, but maybe. We'll see. I hope you guys come back and listen to us again. Next episode, <laughs> it's going to be about some cult shit. Yeah. Modern day cult shit. Yeah, we like cult shit. And boy, I got the fun fact for y'all. <laughs> I have to, I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.